salutations and shit, guys. Come on. Because if I don't let her up now, she will forever be trying to get up. I'm home. Uh, welcome back to another um, Corona special. I'm back in the house. I um, ended up being very close to someone that tested positive for COVID. So now I have to self-quarantine until my COVID test results come back. Exciting times, exciting times. Um, thankfully, everybody feels fine. Um, completely asymptomatic. So, you know, that whole taking temperatures at the door before you go in places while it's all cute and good. And, you know, I get that everybody got to do something as opposed to nothing. Um, doesn't really mean anything if you're asymptomatic because the person that tested positive had no fever or any symptoms. They ended up taking a test because they were at the hospital for another procedure. And voila. So thank God they are doing well. I feel fine. Nothing has changed. But um, as I've mentioned before, I absolutely uh, have no problem doing my part to um, protect the people around me. So um, I stayed my ass home. Didn't make sense to go into the studio since other people have to go into there as well. Um, hopefully this records well on uh, this GoPro that I charged for the first time in like 37 years. So this is probably like only the second or third time. Yeah, the third time I used it in Guadalupe, I used it in Amsterdam, and now we're here. Hopefully I'll have um, better visual for YouTube. So uh, what are the, no new announcements, merch if you're interested. Um, I actually have been adding a lot of really cool new pieces and I have been doing like a, I guess you could say, um, not a live reveal, but like a live reveal. Like I've just been uh, trying it on so that you guys can gauge the fit better. I feel like between watching my Instagram feed you have an idea of what size. I actually weighed myself, so I'm not 130, 135. I'm only like 127, which, shocker, surprise. Um, so when I try to give you guys my measurements so that you have an idea of how it will compare to you, it seems to have gotten good feedback. I seem to like it. There's always some purchases after. So I'm going to keep doing it. I got um, some sweatpants coming. I just added them to the site. Like I got gray ones on there. Uh, there's a pair of leggings embroidered as opposed to the all over print. So I'm trying to see what those look like. Um, so yeah, just sign up for the mailing list. This way you are aware of when new merch hits. Um, and so that you keep up to date with all things, you know, travel and shit. So this week, um, welcome back. I'm your host, D. Carrie. If you're new here, welcome. Uh, travel and shit is more of an experiential conversation about travel and how um, just life outlook and outtakes and opinions change after, um, you know, being able to experience yourself differently in a new destination. Uh, the conversation isn't just about where we've gone, but it's more what we've taken back with us from our um, travel experiences. And I'm your host, Dee Gary. So, for those of y'all that have been here, welcome to Fuck Back. Nice to see you. It's comfy, you know, get comfortable. We have fun here. So, this week, I um, 
stopped at a post that I saw the Black Travel Alliance put up. And I was appreciating how they were sharing different opportunities in the travel creative space for um, anyone that felt like they were qualified, different companies and whatnot, uh, were looking for certain people to fill positions. And that kind of had me reflecting on, damn, like, remember, seemed like just yesterday, so many people were on that wave of, you know, black squares and, you know, we support you, uh, Black Lives Matter, this company feels this way, woo, woo, woo. And it's just like, okay, I hear you, but I'm trying to see what it is you're doing, you know? That's always what my go-to has been. Like, I've been sold many a bridges. I've heard every version of the story, but I'm just going to watch and see what your actions say. Same thing with these companies. I can't really say in fairness to them that I've jumped in the middle of things to um, see firsthand what it is they um, are offering to creatives, but I can appreciate the um, different social media accounts that I've seen that try to keep them accountable to those um, promises that they have made. And it overall just had me feeling like, I don't really, for me personally, in this moment and this space that I'm in right now, not to say that my feelings won't change at some point, but like, it's kind of like with, people and the public like I don't need you to like me I'm not for everybody if you don't want to include me in what it is you have going on there are places and outlets that do want me a part of what it is they have going on that do want me included in um their press their behind the scenes their front of those scenes and in any facet or space of what those scenes may be so although on the one hand it's like I don't need you here. It kind of made me, well, I don't need you to want me there. It, I would prefer to just, uh, like what's the adage, the, the little quote that it is, um, go where you celebrate it, not where you tolerate it. Right. And I feel like with a lot of companies, it's just performative because you, and then there's also like internal culture, right? So you can meet whatever quotas, you can meet whatever stats and you can have whatever numbers are there. But one, as we've seen with the fuckery that is uh, Kentucky and their attorney general, not all skin folk is skin folk. Um, so just because you check off a certain box doesn't mean that it is equitable to or um, will result in anything beneficial for the, the, for the community overall, right? Um, additionally, just because you put the person in a place of power, does that also mean that you're giving them the space to do the work that many people, um, they're not just people of color. I can envision that there are people who don't have to be of color, just want to do the work, that just want to do right by other people, you know? But um, that being said, you may put them in the position, but are you giving them the opportunity? Are you giving them the um the longitude or giving them the latitude, however it's supposed to be used appropriately in this tense, um, in this context, you're not just allowing them to do the work, right? So just because 
there are people like of color on a board or there are you know faces that promote representation doesn't necessarily mean that one they even have an enjoyable experience in that position if the internal culture is still you know demeaning of their voices or dismissive of their ideas or just um, you're here for show not for actual use um, you know you're in the meeting but somehow that talking stick just doesn't get past you or when it comes to be your turn it's just like all these ideas that you're sharing and all this information and all your input just still kind of like falls by the wayside or somehow somebody else gets credit for it when so were you not in the minute that I took I mean in the meeting that I took the minutes for like I've got notes like we were all present we know whose idea this really was but say all that to say that I have essentially found more joy in just supporting people and organizations that look like me and celebrate me as opposed to just tolerating me. So, you know, that made me think of different trips that I've taken where, because, okay, so it's kind of like a two-part thing. I will say that I have consistently mentioned that, got my notes here, did need a little outline. I always appreciate when I have an outline a little bit more. It keeps me more on task and I feel like it doesn't make me go down fewer rabbit holes, but it's easier to pull me back when I've got it written out. So backtrack a little bit. I've mentioned before that I especially love seeking out um, activities hosted by people of color, activities that um, educate, and I love black history across the world. The diaspora is such a rich and um, diverse culture and just presence in so many different places in the world. And I love to experience it wherever I go, especially um, through the eyes of other people of color. Like I've always appreciated when someone of color, like in Colombia, I know I took a tour with Alex Rocha of, I want to say, The Real Cartagena is the name of the company. I'm not 100% sure, but one of the t-shirts that I love the most, I wear it very often, I'm certain I've worn it on the show if you watch the YouTube, Let a Black Man Tell You Black History. You know, like I just love to hear our stories from us. Um, that being said, it's not that I still don't have an enjoyable time should the information come from elsewhere. In certain areas, although there is a rich um, black culture or there is a rich history of black culture, it's not always the easiest to find different Black-owned businesses, Black-owned tour guides, and resources um, provided by people of color in different places. So I made sure to note some of the places that I have. Well, at least the one for me is always Instagram. That's where I find the most information about um, travel options when I go different places between the different, like everybody's got their own set of favorite travel influencers that they follow who are really good with providing 
um, information in addition to just like pretty content. Like a pretty picture is fun. We all can appreciate a great photo, right? But I also appreciate influencers that um, give usable information while they're providing, like it's complete content as opposed to one-sided content. Like sometimes you find somebody with a okay picture, but then like the caption is just like, oh my God, this is on the mark. This is giving me what I need. Whereas then you have people that will give you bomb visuals and then just like a, a song comment or a, a lyric or a bar or something, which is cool, but it, I would love to know more about the destination you're at or I would love to know how you booked these accommodations or, you know, where did you find this tour? Who are the proprietors? Like, give me information. This looks something that's up my alley, something I'd be interested in doing myself. That being said, Travel Noir has been my favorite resource, not on Instagram for travel information, but their newsletter. So I absolutely um, suggest. And also, I don't know if there was a cutoff time or date, but I still have the link for the survey that Travel Noir is um, asking people to take so that we can actually have numbers because numbers matter. When you go to a meeting, when you go and present um, you know, requests, higher-ups, if you will, or decision-makers, I'd like to use that one better. Decision-makers a lot of times just want to know, all right, well, give me the numbers. This way I can make a... Um, a better decision or I can make a decision a decision that will check all the boxes and meet all the needs that um, need to be met that being said double definitely um, check the description notes so that you can take that survey just because numbers matter and it's kind of like a census we we should be represented as well in at these tables I never know if you guys can hear my earrings hitting the AirPods, so let me just take them off just so that I'm sorry if it caused any auditory malfunctions sooner, but they out now. But um, Travel Noir has been my favorite resource for a lot of black owned stuff like around the world. I absolutely love their newsletter, it's um, curated with a lot of information, but I like the way it's written. It's written in a really nice tone and a voice that I respond well to. So I would suggest that if you are looking for an outlet to get information about a small owned business, someplace that you can patronize when you go back to traveling, whenever that is for you, um, or if you are just looking for travel resources, like an update as to where you can go, where you can't go, a list of things that you're going to need to get into certain places, they've, they're a great platform for all of that. So. That is generally where I go for information, uh, especially I enjoy going to them for it as a, I don't want to say a publication because they're more than just a publication, but like as a hub, if you will, by people of color for people of color. So it's just, uh, there are different ways, like you don't always have to spend money to support black or to like buy black, you know? There are plenty of free ways that you can also support Black-owned um, and benefit yourself as well. So Travel Noir is absolutely where I go for um, resources to assist in when I plan my trips and you know get out and go. Uh, one of the 
best examples of that is I found Labyrinth, which is a Black-owned restaurant that had the most incredible vegan options. Because at the time, I was um, dabbling in being vegan. Y'all, it lasted like three weeks. It was a good three weeks, but part of it was because I spent a week of it in Tel Aviv. And it's so much easier to get vegan food out there. All that being said, because of Child Noir, ended up um, learning about Labyrinth, which is a Black-owned restaurant out there. I made my way there and had like an incredible, incredible, incredible experience. So I'm pretty sure that you can get more information from the resources tab on my website. If you go to travelshippodcast.com and click on resources, I have like a little, I guess like a thumbnail or image of the different with like the different country names or a photo with the country name on you can click on that and you can see where i stayed you can see the um accommodations that i've booked and different um notable points of interest if you will as a resource if you you know are curious as to wanting more information about shit i've done or if you want some help curating your own trip to go there at least there's a point of reference for something you can check out now, I don't have one for every destination that I've been to, but that's one of those things that I'm consistently um, adding to and building out. So it's there if you feel so inclined to check it out. But that is one example of what I've been able to add to my trip um, because of tapping into these additional resources. Now, that brings me to the question that I'm always asked the most and without fail, Everyone will ask, well, what is your favorite destination, Beth? And that is where we tie in this week's topic, if you will, with a retrospection of travel experiences that I've had. So I find that I had, like, my response is because of what my experience in these places have been. And... My favorite, pla- my favorite places are my favorite places because of how much I felt that I belonged. And it, in looking at like the No More Black Squares and companies still going back to the homogenous look of one type of model in their um, social media posts and all that shit got me to thinking like, damn, where have I felt most seen? Where have I felt most celebrated? Because Those are the places that I feel like I absolutely would want to pour more into. You know, like you give energy to the things that you want. You give energy to the things that you appreciate and that you want to see versus, you know, harping on or highlighting the things that you don't want or that you don't enjoy. You know, like just putting that positive energy out into the universe so that you can bring more in and experience more of it. So that being said, I realized that that same energy is why I enjoy the place. Like my, that's why my favorite places are my favorite places. So I've spoken like ad nauseum about like Cuba and Colombia, and I had the best experiences there because for me those were my favorite experiences of blackness. Like I felt that black women, black children, just black culture in general was so uh, warmly embraced there and put on display. So especially in Colombia, like where I stayed in Cartagena, it was all um like all of the wall art and the graffiti was black women uh black women and if you go through my instagram like i have photos of some of my favorite ones there and it's funny because 
one of them, I actually took a picture next to it. It like reminded me of me. It was just like a really just simple face, shortcut hair and a smile. And it was just like, oh, I see me here. I see myself reflected in the stories that the people that live here want to tell. And that was, um, it felt good to be celebrated there. Whereas you walk into an establishment or you step in some place where you're not met back with a gaze of, well, what are you doing here? I didn't feel as if I was ever, um, as if my presence were ever, was ever in question someplace. Like in the sense of, I didn't feel like somebody looking at me in an area made um, the assumption that I ever didn't belong someplace. Because, spoiler, we belong fucking everywhere. The world is ours. And that's one of the things that I appreciate about social media, helping dispel, you know, the misconception that black people don't travel, the misconception that black women don't, um, aren't solo travelers. Um, also the misconception that like you can't find black people everywhere. Granted, we may not be the largest, you know, area of the demographic, which we all understand that, but like, we out here, we are absolutely out here. And although I had the most, I guess the loudest experience of blackness in particular in those two countries, there were a few other destinations that I went to where I felt I um, was most comfortable. And I think that that also, like what I'm about to get into speaks to the black people aren't a monolith, right? It's kind of like many of us know when we are a minority in a setting, especially perhaps like a work setting, it, you feel as if you're the spokesperson for all the blacks. Like people will ask you, well, you know, how does that make you feel? Or why is it that this, or how come this, like, bitches, I'm one person. Like, why would I, no, I can't speak for everybody. Like we all aren't the same, you know? So I can't speak to your experience or your experience and y'all can't speak to mine. What I can do is answer a question you're asking me about Dana. I'm always have a response for how D feels about something. And I'm actually going to have the best response for that because I know the most about that. But in that train of thought, I realized that there are a lot of different ways to feel at home in different places. And I would offer that even though you may not be in a space like um, I was in in those areas in Colombia and Cuba, where blackness was like outwardly celebrated and embraced and put on display, that you can find a sense of belonging or a sense of welcome in other areas. And that's why I feel that curating a trip that speaks to the different interests that you have can be so important in being able to enjoy your experience and of yourself in all of these places right like I really go into it in my um solo travel planning course and there is a supplemental workbook that has like a lot of lists and tips and um a breakdown of like I explain to you how like what I do but then in the workbook I explain how I do it so it's like more of a um eh. Um, 
like I'm stuck on the words right now. Like I'm really giving you a, um, like the tools to do it for yourself basically. So that's the difference in the two, the things. So you can also check that out on charlotteshippodcast.com. But I say all that to say that I find it very beneficial to me to make sure that I at least identify in advance a couple of things that I can, that I will enjoy doing there this way. It's not totally uh, an at whim experience because I learned from experience that me not planning something doesn't really work well for me. Like it's not my, it doesn't produce the best results, right? So in Norway, who would have thunk that I would feel so um, connected to the experience or I like I just didn't see it coming now. I went to Norway specifically to see the Northern Lights. Like that was the point in my trip. I want to say I was there for three nights and two days or yeah, like it wasn't more than like two full days. I got in late one night and I think it was late on a Saturday and my host, Tone, who is part of the reason why I felt so at ease and comfortable in Norway was the most spectacular and one of the most actually she may have been like the most dynamic host that I've been able to connect with while um, staying in Airbnbs and she was just like well it gets a little you know it's like the buses and stuff don't really run out here like on Sundays or after a certain hour so I'll come pick you up from the airport here's my number just give me a call and so she picked me up from the airport on the way back to her place. She was just like, well, the grocery store is going to be closed tomorrow. I think that you should, you know, you want to pick up some food. So she took me to the grocery store, take your time, go inside, get something, you know, this way you're not like starving the next day and can't get anything. So we get back to her, um, to her house and she helps me bring my things in and, you know, we talk a little bit, beautiful home. And then she says, well, I'm going to make some pizza would you like to join me for dinner absolutely I'm expecting like now mind you at this time like I lost my phone like I don't know where my phone was it turns out it had just fallen out in the car so she was just like okay let me just get this started and I'll go out and check for you so she went out and got my shit for me appreciate it and she ended up making a pizza like I was thinking that she was going to pull out like some DiGiorno's from the freezer and no like she took out the dough and like she went to work and we had the nicest dinner like we just sat over homemade pizza and wine and talked and she was just so, and she was a bit older than me, a bit older than me, but it was still an enjoyable conversation. Like I had such a good, a great dinner talking with her. And that made me feel more welcome, not only in her home, but being like a visitor in her country as well. Um, the next reason why I enjoyed Norway is because I love everything celestial. I may be a sun sign in life. I'm a Leo. So I, I, for some reason would have expected that I would gravitate to as much as I love being outside and going on hikes and trips and being in the water and fun sun things. The moon is my guide. Like that is my source of peace, my source of like fulfillment. I absolutely love the moon and the stars. So being able to just sit and experience the beautiful, beautiful dark sky 
in Norway was like next level. Like I remember the stars in Cuba were beautiful as well also, but Norway, and I ended up being able to catch the Northern Lights. One of the greatest fucking experiences that I've ever had, ever had travel. And I booked with Chasing Lights, which is a tour company out in Norway. And what's cool about them is that they don't just bring you to one place. They kind of have a crew that scouts how the, you know, like the conditions of the sky somehow. They use science, y'all. Science. And they just like figure out where the best spots to go see the lights are going to be. So you don't just go to selected, you know, two or three spots and then hope to see them. Like they'll go to destinations that they know will one be like really, I don't want to say um, it's not cinematic because it's not a moving picture, but make for great photos. And they include photos in your package. So you book the tour and they take these beautiful, beautiful, beautiful uh, professional photos because what's like, I have an iPhone, team iPhone forever, but also, you know, travel shit, phone cases out there. If you're feeling froggy, get you one. But that being said, like, it doesn't translate on your iPhone camera, right? Like, you just pull the camera out and you're not able to take a picture of the night sky. You're not getting the stars. You're not getting the moon. You're not getting the northern lights. You're not getting the colors and the experience. Like, what you're seeing is not captured in your phone. Now, I'm sure if you have one of those apps or if you're able to figure out how to change the settings, do all those things, pretty sure on Android you can do it. Y'all enjoy that part of the Android. I will absolutely just take my blue dots, I mean my, my blue bubbles and my dots. Y'all can keep the uh, other features. That being said, being able to get such incredible photos of the experience without having to have your phone at your hand, you know what I mean? That just made it so much more enjoyable. And for me, being as though that is something that speaks to me, like just night skies and all of like the, all the cosmos just surrounding you and being able to see all of it was just, it was just such a really, really fulfill, fulfilling experience. Um, just being able to break away and just be in the middle of the dark in like a fjord and the most beautiful clear sky above you it was so that's just one of those things where I just felt like I perfectly belonged in that moment although I was so different from everybody on that entire trip like I don't think there was like another black person on the trip at all I think there weren't even really New Yorkers on the trip there might have been somebody from like Albany or like you know like somebody oh yeah I lived in New York for a few years and it was nice and then we went back home to whatever country I'm from or blah 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 so it just was have a little small talk with people around you but what I also appreciated was just like being left alone let me just sit and just revel in the experience that I'm having and it was and so I think it's very important to I guess find something that is going to speak to you like just because it's popular in the area or just because most tourists go there for this or which is always like a good lead it's a good start um but then also consider going to places that have shit that you're interested in like everybody's in tulum right now but if you know that you like mountains and if you know that you like you know cold weather hikes and stuff like that like just because tulum is like the popular destination maybe you don't need to go to tulum right now maybe you need to 
curate a trip that speaks to your better sensibilities, like speaks to the things that you're fucking interested in. You know what I mean? So absolutely choose destinations that have the things that you're interested in. This way you can, and a good way to do that, to source that out, is to just, like, if you're into um, hiking, best hiking destinations in the world. Or if you're interested in a certain country, everybody's in in Mexico right now because of the obvious reasons, not to, you know, say that going to Mexico is a dumb idea. But what my point is, if you're going to go, look into things that you will like to do when you get there so that you're staying in the right area and that you know in advance what type of um, resources you need to put into making sure you get the most out of the trip. So yeah, I ended up having the most incredible time in Norway because I made sure to go for what I wanted. Um, Another one is Costa Rica, right? So I was just saying to somebody the other day, Costa Rica is one of those like forgotten places for me in my travel experience because Colombia and Cuba spoke so loudly in my travel story. Costa Rica often goes forgotten for weird reasons because I had such incredible experiences while I was in Costa Rica. But overall, Costa Rica just kind of comes in as like a blip on my list of, you know, um, destinations and places that I've been. Whenever somebody asks, like, that's really one of the places that I mentioned, which is strange because I had such incredible experiences. Like, I went to, I want to say it was, I don't know if it's considered, like, the National Museum or anything there, but I was able to, I stayed in, I think it's San Jose, is the capital. So I stayed in the capital. I was there for the whole week. I didn't really venture to too many other places. Um, hotel I stayed at wasn't all that great. But I ended up taking a taxi, went to the museum. It's an incredible museum. It's such a beautiful museum. And there's so much rich black history in Costa Rica. And that's a nice segue to let you guys know to stay tuned. I have an episode that is definitely going to highlight the Black History of Costa Rica, which I'm really excited to get into. So that's coming up soon. But so I went to the museum and had a really great time. They, I was very surprised. Like at the, I had no idea that there were um, there was so much Black history in Costa Rica. So and I love history, and so I'm one of those people that reads the placards when they go to the museum, or if there's a monument or something, I go and I read the inscriptions. Like I'm interested. I like that shit. So I'm like reading placards and like, wow, this is, I had no idea. Oh, this is so interesting. And it was really nicely laid out. They had a, uh, I want to say like a butterfly sanctuary in one area. It was so bomb, right? So bomb. And another really great experience that I had in Costa Rica was I booked a day at Turubari. And I'm glad that I did because I ended up wasting, not wasting, but I booked a a beach day. Um, like I think it was like a boat trip or something like that. And then I said, you know what, let me see. It might rain in that area. I don't really want to risk it, but it also looks like it's only raining for like beginning part. So it might actually be, and then you know how to, it says it's going to rain, then it don't rain and it's perfect weather. And then you kick yourself cause you don't go. That being said at the time I just decided I didn't want to risk it. So I ended up losing the money that I booked on the beach experience. And I ended up booking 
to Rubari, which is, um, I don't know if they're still there. I would assume so, because the shit is so expansive, like it's huge, that I would think, I would hope that they're still there for people to, um, you know, experience and uh, get into, because, whew, incredible. I did um, zip lining, I did a horseback ride, and like a nature hike. And every last one of them, and they have other options of things to do. There's also like a tram that I got to ride to get from one, um, one experience to the next. The food was like so good. But I got to say, and I always think of, him think of him fondly, my taxi driver, Benny. I will never forget talking because the place that I stayed at, I felt like it was like an hour away. Such an enjoyable taxi ride. You know how sometimes you just hop in the back and then like, eh, you talk, small talk with the taxi talk with this taxi driver but I actually got in the front and we had such good conversation the whole drive like it felt like I was just like riding with one of my uncles or like one of my older cousins or something like he picked me up from home and was driving me someplace else so we had great conversation he took me back also same great conversation on the way back just the scenery of the landscape like going and coming was beautiful and I gotta say like I experienced so many really like fun things at that place like the zip lining was incredible like imagine zip lining over the fucking jungle over the trees you know what i mean like you're looking down at like a massive like it looks like a big blanket of trees right and you're just like you're holding on to the rope thing like oh damn this is cool and you're just choop, soaring through and after that, and what's wild is I am afraid of heights. Um, I just don't let that fear stop me from doing things. I just do them with fear. And so the first one, of course, like is the baby one. And it's like, once you get through that first one, you, you're not as afraid to keep going through all the rest. And what was really cool is like my guide for the zip line part was able to get like video for me, like the whole way through. So that was cool sure a bunch of you have seen it by now if not just scroll through my instagram it's there um it might actually even be on the resources page on the website if you're inclined to see that incredible video got to try termites which was really cool um the horseback ride though when i tell y'all i've seen some of the most beautiful views that i have ever seen in my travel experience now mind you this was one of the first times i'd gone on um Maybe the second time I'd gone on a horseback ride without like, you know, somebody holding onto the horse as you're walking with it. I think we did one horseback ride, like our senior trip in high school and we wanted to gallop, like, but one of the girls was like scared. So we ended up galloping for like seven seconds and she was just like, oh, I'm scared. I was just like, okay, way to fuck it up for everybody else. But such is life, you know, like at the end of the day, it's like, that's your home girl. You don't want her to be, you know uncomfortable and scared that she's you know but whatever this time it was just one guy in front of me one guy behind me and we riding fucking horses through the jungle and it was phenomenal i mean like we, there was just one stop we stopped and it's like it felt like a scene in a movie right like you're looking through the trees and then like you see the mountains which are low-key volcanoes and like these toucan looking birds like toucan sam looking motherfuckers just all the colors and like oh god <laughs> y'all it was so 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 beautiful 
And I was so afraid to take my phone out because I didn't want to drop it because the horse is mad far. <laughs> the bitches is high up, you know? And I didn't want to lose my phone. And so I was able to fully just be present in the moment and just take it all in. And that actually brings me to my next um, destination where I was able to experience that. And that was in Bali. I'd never, like, I'm not a motorcycle kind of girl. They scare me. My dad has a motorcycle. He loves that Harley. God bless him. They scare the ever-loving shit out of me. The one time I had to ride on the back of my dad's bike, I think I cried for two of the three miles it took us to get to the house. And it's not that I'm afraid. My dad is a, I trust my, my dad with my life. It's not that I was afraid that he was going to do something to hurt me. It's just that I know that living in New York City, like everybody else, isn't necessarily looking for motorcycles. Like, we don't have four wheels and four doors. You know what I mean? Like, we are very much so at risk. So, bikes scare me. Um, especially in city driving. Now, when there's just more space, totally different experience, you know? And when the drivers in the area that are there are better um, used to adapting and maneuvering around bikes. Now, the driving patterns in Bali aren't for the faint of heart, but they are used to that. Like, if somebody is trying to speed up and go around you, they don't pull some you know, New York shit where now you speed up also so that this person doesn't cut because it's not cutting you off. We're just going around you. You do what you want to do. Just let me get and go where I got to go. But it's like there was one point where I'd gone to, I want to say Gates of Heaven. I can't remember how to pronounce its given name. Um, but there's a, like when you go to the, the site, you park like in a parking lot and then you go up like a windy kind of road and then you are like at the like the gates of the temple if you will and then you check in there you get a sarong like you have to wrap yourself and then you're able to go on the walk and there i want to say are like seven temples or across or throughout the whole destination like in the area but most people only visit like the first two or three. Like it's rare that people all go all the way up to the top because of course the most popular one where they have like that really popular Instagram-y picture where it looks like there's the mountains in the back and there's like this um, water and it's all a farce. It's all a facade. They put like a reflective mirror down there. There's a wild crazy line to wait on to get there. The thing is smaller in person than it looks like in the pictures. And I'm just not interested in the gimmicky tourist things. I'm absolutely going to show up to see if there's something about it that I might like. However, I don't need to have like the IG photo. It's just like, oh, I see. It's cute. I can get like a really nice picture from this side. Or if I just climb up the stairs to the other end of the attraction, if you will, you're able to experience it with an even different, more a more personable outlook, if you will. So say all that to say that windy hill that you have to go up I ended up doing on the back of like a motorbike which I'd never done before and when I tell you I about cried not because I was scared but because of the way like we hit one corner and then it's like the trees opened up for you to see like mountains and forests and birds and it was just another one of those like
like a wow moment where you're able to just take it all in and just be like, look at God. All of this beautifully created nature, scenery on the planet that I live in. And I'm fortunate enough to be able to travel the world to experience these things. Like, I don't even live here. This wasn't like... I didn't get left out of this experience. I was able to insert myself into like this beauty in a totally different space on the planet. And it was just like another one of those I belong here moments where it's like, okay, the people here don't look like me. They don't sound like me. We don't speak the same language. We don't enjoy, um, you know, I'm certainly enjoy some of the same foods, but we come from totally different backgrounds and we're just so different in so many ways. But I still feel like this is where I'm supposed to be. I belong here in this moment because this is as much for me as it is for you. There is nothing about people or um, their status in life that makes them more deserving of the natural beauties of the fucking world than you. And like being able to see that and take that in and experience it is just like such an incredible reminder. And it's a humbling reminder of just like, like that, it's kind of like that saying, um, nobody's better than you, but you're not better than anybody else either. Like it's like that beautiful sides of the coin. It's just like, <laughs> it's kind of like she for the streets. You know what I mean? She for everybody. It's like the beauty of nature is for everybody. Like we all get to experience it. And it's sad that some people don't. Um, some people just aren't interested in. Like I I'm, I will concede that outdoorsy shit isn't for everybody. Like some people just love, love, love technology. And that's their passion and they're into it and rah, rah, rah. And it, that, it, that's what does it for them. It doesn't do it for me. But for those of us that are open to the experience, whether you know it does it for you or you're not sure it does it for you, you still get to experience it. You get to see whether or not it elicits that same response for you because it's just, it, I, yeah, I think you kind of get where I'm going. Like it was just another one of those moments where it's like, yep, I'm in alignment. This is for me. Like I belong here, even though for all intents and purposes, like, through aesthetics, it just, and then that's, again, you got to consider that that's your lens. Somebody else might be able to look at me and say, oh, she belongs here because I can see how aligned she is. I can see how this just feels right for her and that I might exude that. You know what I mean? I can't see things the way you see things or you see things or you see things. Like I can only see them as I see them and be understanding of how other people can potentially view it. But again, my eyes are mine and that's it. And I can only experience the world from my own perspective. So I could very well be perceived as someone that belongs there, especially in those moments when I feel that I belong someplace, right? So that's um, one experience. And then the last one I will note is my last trip in Guadalupe. And the beautiful thing about Guadalupe was for me the beaches i love the ocean i'm terrified of sharks i was raised on shark week jaws 
And so you at you can't tell me that I'm not always this close to getting eaten by a shark. But again, you go through with it, even through the fear. Like you still follow through, um, give into the fear, if you will. You know, like that's where the sometimes that's where the fun is. Like the fun is on the other side of fear. But I've got to say that I, there were two beaches in particular that I absolutely enjoyed. Oh, damn, I forgot about that one too. Like, okay, so one of my favorite spots was before I get to the beaches. I'd gone on a, uh, not a hike, but like on a black history tour, two white kids, relatively same age as me. I want to say that they were like 30 and like 32 maybe, or like 28, between 28 and 35 or so. Um, Benjamin and I think Katya. Um, at first I didn't know if I was going to click with them, but as the day went on, we like really became cool. Like we really vibed out. We clicked, still keep in contact through the interwebs and whatnot, which reminds me, I'll check up on them. Um, but we were able to really connect and vibe out throughout the day. And one of the spots that we went to was like an old jail. And there was this ginormous, like it was an absolutely mammoth tree. Like the roots were the size of like, trucks and it just like I just felt so like into it like this is like it just kind of like called out to just like all the different outdoor spaces that we were able to visit that day I just really felt connected to in some sense and between walking through walking across an old plantation and seeing like the different like really broken down and dilapidated buildings and just like I just love trees. I feel like trees just hold so much history, right? They're living witnesses to everything that's happening around them from so many different vantage points. You've got the vantage point of the bugs and the animals that live in the trees. So they're telling, well, they're hearing and, and being a part of their stories. And then just like the people that are around and on the land that the tree is on, then you've got the roots that are part of the ground and all the history that's soaked up into the environment and into the, um, the, the overall, I guess, ecosystem of the tree and of the, the land. I feel like the land itself holds a lot of history and story as well. But then just, you've got the bird's eye perspective looking at, looking down on the shit that's going on around and then from just the grounds view of like lower branches and tree, tree I don't know so I'm again rabbit hole you get that I fuck with trees I love a good tree and this tree just was like magnificent it was beautiful and I'm pretty sure that again those photos are on my IG and on the website um, if I go into that thumbnail on the resources tab if you could see how tiny I was compared to the tree and then to be able to climb up onto like the roots of the tree and it just felt like, oh, I can just imagine the shit that went down here. You know what I mean? Like, I think one of the things I said there, like if I were a witch, this is where I would do all my, my rituals. Like this spot is calling out to me. Like it's saying like, suck it in like the energies of it really just responded well to my energy it just was such an incredible feeling 
And so I had um, quite a few of those on that day throughout the different experiences with Ben and Kat. And uh, that was, they were surf water. And then the beach, we went to the beach afterwards. I had my first surf experience. They gave me um, really cool surf lessons. It was like the perfect beginner surfers beach where you could go far out enough to like catch some waves, but the water was still um, shallow enough that you didn't have to like do much swimming. You could really just stand up. So I really had a good time on that beach with them. And we were there till maybe 45 minutes or an hour before sunset, rinse off the beach, just walking and talking with Kat and then to do like sunset yoga, like right on like I don't know what to call it, but it's just like a little brick or a little stone bridge or wall. And like the ocean is just like expansive right next to you. And just the two of us, you know what I mean? Like a private yoga lesson. And it was magical. And I just felt 100% where I was supposed to be in the moment. Like I didn't feel like I was necessarily traveling someplace or visiting someplace i just felt like i was part of what was supposed to be happening like i was part of what was natural and um aligned to have manifested if you will you know what i mean it just felt like that's i was in the right spot it was perfect and another experience on that trip two experiences one in particular i was with um a young lady who was doing, I enjoyed this one because I was able to pick out like what it is I wanted to do. Like she gave me the options, like we can do this or we can do that, we can go here. And she just basically drove me around, good company, good conversation, and was my guide throughout the day. Nice, Not I didn't connect with her the same way I did with Ben and Kat, but still had a good time. And my favorite spot with her was, and we did some really great hiking, Again, saw some incredible things. I enjoyed the trees along the way. I meant like literal trees, like I wasn't high or nothing. Like <laughs> it was just actual trees. I like trees. But my favorite spot with her was my first black sand beach. I'd never been to a black sand beach before. And it was really cool to see that it just kind of looks like dirt and it doesn't, you can't really see it as black sand until it gets wet. So when like the tide goes back out, that's more so when the sand looks black. But then you forget that black attracts heat, so the sand is like wild hot. So it's like you're standing on the sand and you're trying to take a cute pic or whatever, but it's just like, oh, girl, it's hot. I want to go put my feet in the water. And she didn't get in the water with me. It was just me. And like, sadly, I didn't have like a lot of time at the beach. But I think like the idea of it being like a stolen moment kind of made it feel a little ooh, fun. Um, but just on some real kid shit, just like jumping the waves in the water was, I experienced so much joy just by myself laughing and like a, just having a moment with yourself, you know? I'm great company, so why wouldn't I enjoy my own company, right? Like, I didn't need anybody there to add to the experience. Like, I didn't need somebody to talk to. I didn't need somebody to laugh it out with. Like, she was back on, you know, on the beach, like making phone calls and answering emails or whatever. And I'm in the water, other people are in the water doing their own thing. And you can see families playing together and it just felt right. Like 
in the moment, this is exact. I just felt so like, I didn't feel like I stood out. Well, a little bit, just because again, there weren't too many black folks. Um, and then you can kind of see a vast difference between the black people that were there, that were there. They were there like selling fruit or selling water and stuff versus like the white folks were like enjoying and vacationing. Um, but it was actually more of a mixed crowd in this area. There were some black people on the beach, but they weren't as noticeable to me as like the more European looking like vacationers and stuff like that. But to be able to zone all of that out, to just jump in the water and be so present in my experience right there in that moment of just jumping the waves in the water and making sure your titties don't fall out your bathing suit and just like, really having like gut laughs by your fucking self. Like, y'all, I promise one of my best beach experiences. Like I, in a lot of places just can't say that I felt that much in awe and in happiness in um, a destination. And secondly, where I stayed was really cute duplex. The, what's cool is like the kitchens are outside. So like there's a gliding, a sliding glass door that separates the kitchen from like the rest of the house. And so you basically eat and cook on a balcony, which is pretty fucking cool. But the water was right on the other side of like, like when you, it was the property, parking space, beach. So it was really a beachfront property. Loved it. Like I had to do maybe like a half a mile to walk to the entrance of the beach. Um, but I didn't mind that at all. And I really enjoyed that beach. Just, I went there a couple of times. I'd say maybe every other day. It's not, yeah, I'd say about every other day I went to the beach just to sit. I wasn't trying to do too much. I just wanted to either start the day or end the day at the beach. Bought a book, throw the AirPods in, listen to a podcast. Or just, you know, I would make a drink, bring it to the beach, and just sit out. And it just, I really enjoyed just people watching. I remember there was this family, like, magazine gorgeous. Like, the husband was, damn, he was fun. But the mom was beautiful as well. And she was pregnant. And she just radiated, like, this beautiful pregnant glow. She was so adorable. And they had two boys, maybe, like, eight and four or five or something. I'll never know how old kids are. But the boys were having a good time. The dad was playing with the boys. And then like the dad was really affectionate with the mom. It was just so nice to just like watch people enjoy themselves at the beach. And it was just like, I sat out there with my little coconut cookies and some music and just really enjoyed the water. Like I didn't really go into the water um, that much at the beach. Um, and that was more of a community beach. Like it was a really nice mixed crowd. Like people would come out, see some kids playing and then just like people from the area just come out and enjoy the beach. People come out, sit at one of the picnic, there were like some picnic tables on certain areas. It just felt like a community beach. And I, um, really appreciated that. And I had some really good beach memories, um, on Guadalupe, just, chilling, taking it in, watching families play together, kids like learn how to surf when I was on like the surfing beach um, with Kat and Ben. And then to just be able to enjoy the sun, like it wasn't too hot. It wasn't 
y'all, it was just such an enjoyable time. So even though I didn't necessarily um, find black community or um, people that looked like me and, you know, I didn't make, well, no, I did make like really good connections. I think also that's part of it, like really being able to connect with people that are different from you um, in different areas of the world also makes me just feel really welcome to be able to find those things that you vibe with somebody on and connect with somebody on on a totally different, you know, continent um, where y'all first languages may not even be the same, you know, to be able to get past those possible areas of misunderstanding each other and still being able to understand each other. So connecting with strangers in foreign lands really, um, aids in me feeling welcome and feeling like a part of these different places, but then also being present in the moment and really experiencing myself and experience, like being um, aware of how I feel about what I'm going through in the moment, like how much fun I'm having or how new the experience is or how, um, you know, wow, I just, didn't think that I'd be able to see this. Like me 10 years ago, never experienced, like never could have seen this coming, you know? Um, so that being said, I really, really would offer that when you're looking for where you belong in your travels to don't make it a one dimensional search, right? You're not one dimensional. You've got different layers. There are different tiers and different parts and pieces of you. And I 100% wholeheartedly believe that you can find that sense of belonging that many of us may be looking for when we travel and then are also aware of even when we're home, how sometimes it's overtly aware or um, overt, overtly obvious to us in the moment where we feel the disconnect where we don't feel where, where we belong and especially with what's going on in the country that we're in these here united states ain't never been really united but it's very heightened right now and like the sense of just disconnect and sadness and a lot of things that are happening really reflecting on the places that i felt connected and at ease and welcome and fulfilled in really like just bought me just a little bit more joy so i would offer this week that you think back on experiences and places that you've been able to visit and insert yourself in and find that joy in the connection that may not have looked like what you expected it to look like like you go someplace and you look for people that look like you and you have a good time, which is great. But also remember that there are different things about you that you're able to connect with other people on. And also remember that sometimes just connecting with yourself is the reminder of belonging that you need. Gotta say again, like all of those moments that I had with myself, some shit's hit. You know, this shit's hit. Like, I absolutely um, know that I'm better for it. So I guess I'll wrap it up there. I had a fun week. This was a good one. 
I enjoyed this episode. Um, I would love to hear from you what you guys thought of the episode. So feel free to shoot me an email at dcarry at travelandshippodcast.com. It's D-C-A-R-R-I-E at T-R-A-V-E-L, the letter N-S-H-I-T-P-O-D-C-A-S-T.com. Travelship Podcast. Like, it's actually in the email. It's spelled out. Shit is spelled out. Um, be sure to check out the, um, the website. You can also click the link in my bio if you're on Instagram to, or it'll be in the description of whatever platform you're listening to this on. I'm going to survey. I would love if you would take the survey so I can get to know you guys better and get an idea of what it is that you want to see more of on Travel and Shit. Um, and there are, um, of course, there are links to merch as well as the mailing list. Make sure you join the mailing list. And I would love if you could leave a review um, or rating on the platform you listen so that it helps other people find the, plat- the podcast and um, gets the message out there. Other people are able to enjoy the awesome that you find in me at Travel and Shit. So uh, that's it. I appreciate y'all for fucking with me again for another week if you've been here. And welcome to the show, if you're new. So I'll see you guys next week. And don't forget, travel is more than vacations.